0: Welcome to LitCast, the podcast covering literature notes and revision for WGEC. These podcasts are designed to be used as an additional revision tool. There's nothing new or groundbreaking here, just revision notes in an on-the-go friendly format. Using these alone won't guarantee you an A-star, but they can help you build your confidence to apply this knowledge to your exam questions and your classwork. With that being said, let's get started. Hello everyone, in this episode we are going to be talking about some of the minor characters um, in Heroes and the connections between them and some of the major themes um, within the story. There are several minor characters in the story but for the purposes of revision we're just going to focus on four of them. We're going to focus on Arthur, Mrs. Belanda, Joey and Enrico. Arthur Rivia is another ex-serviceman and a local boy. Uh, and he was once the star baseball bit baseball player for the Frenchtown Tigers and um Francis is a friend of his and remembers him with admiration uh for his sporting prowess. Um when he first appears in his uniform Francis actually wants to emulate him and he's another example of someone that Francis looks up to and is um, another of Francis's sort of heroes. Um Arthur recognizes Francis linking to appearance and reality. Uh, he recognizes Francis in the club but he agrees to keep the secret. Um Arthur's character is used in the novel as a represent as a representation of all the soldiers who've suffered. Um, so one of the key chapters um, is one where Arthur is found drunk and stumbling, and um, and the the facade has has slipped, and the true impact of war has um, is kind of apparent. And one of the quotes that he um, that, that is associated very much with him is "No heroes in that scrapbook, Francis. Only us, the boys of Frenchtown." So that idea of um, that idea of uh, them not being heroes, just being normal people who were doing what they had to do. And in that um, really key chapter for Arthur, which is chapter eight, um, he he kind of finishes his um his heartfelt tale by saying we weren't heroes we were only there and that again is a key quote in in terms of linking to heroism as well that idea that that heroes aren't born heroes the the concept of heroism isn't someone who was always destined to do that it's that idea that you're in a certain situation um and you just have to do the best you can and then other people may perceive you as a hero when actually you yourself just um are are dealing with something that that that's far more horrific than than perhaps uh, you feel a hero has to deal with um and certainly you don't feel that that you embody that perception of a hero that everyone talks about he appears to be positive about the future, but like Francis, he hides the truth behind a mask. Um, so Arthur actually deals with the trauma of war by meeting up and socialising with other veterans, whereas Francis prefers to be alone. And again, it shows the disparity in the way that people cope with um, trauma and the way that, that trauma manifests itself um, and the, the kind of both the physical and the emotional toll that it takes there's a moving portrait of a drunk arthur in that chapter eight um and that's where we really get to find out what's going on in his head um and it's a key kind of um chapter to look at in terms of understanding in general in in beyond the text in the wider world the fact that lots of people deal with trauma um and and they may have a facade put up so they may be able to laugh and joke and, and, and be in a group and, and, and socialise normally but actually there's something going on beneath the surface and it really draws attention to that in quite a poignant way. Arthur draws attention then to the cruelty of war because it turns young boys into killers. And um the there's the quote that um Francis uses um when he talks about war well, boys with apple cheeks. Um and that idea that everyone who's fighting that war is is young and has their whole life ahead of them, and yet they're fighting, and ending, uh, you know, other boys' lives who again have their lives ahead of them, and it's it's an utterly tragic situation. Um. So then, our next character is is Mrs. Belanda. Uh, she is Francis's lady in French town and she represents the attitude of townspeople towards the war veterans. If you're going to remember one thing that Mrs Belinda says, then you remember poor boy. Um, she regards the veterans with pity and um, she she calls Francis a boy. So he he's still not an adult in her eyes, despite all of the horrors that he's been through. She is kind and she is caring. Her home is a refuge for Francis and it's the only place where he really appears to be at ease in the story. She's also a part of Francis's past, um, although she doesn't necessarily uh, recognise that. She doesn't recognise him um, physically. He used to do her errands and she baked him a birthday cake when he was 13. The character of Mrs Belanda is um, also used as a structural device by Cormier as she is the person who lets Francis know that Larry LaSalle has returned to French town. Um, So it's important because she's a plot device, we wouldn't have uh, reached that that closure without her kind of being there. So the connection between these two characters is um, pretty key. Although they are contrasting, um, Arthur and Mrs. Belanda represent the good nature of the people of Frenchtown. They both respond to Francis with understanding and offer their support to him with sympathy and respect. And when you're looking at the minor characters, because, um, you know, it is possible that minor characters can come up as uh, an essay question... Then again, think about that triangle that I mentioned a couple of episodes back, that idea that, you know, you've got characters, key moments and relationships and themes each on the side of a triangle. So you cover up characters. So you need to be thinking about key moments for characters, key relationships and key themes. So for Arthur Riviere, that chapter eight is clearly a key moment for him um and you know what what does that show about him well it, it really shows that idea of the horrors of war and the trauma that's been experienced as a result of uh the horrors that he has uh been through it shows uh, the different ways that people cope with um with the war and uh its aftermath and mrs balando is the other side of that so she shows um you know, the, the, the layperson, the kind of the uh, the, the townspeople, um, their sympathy towards the veterans, rather than admiration and hailing them as heroes and cheering them on, they regard them with, with sympathy because, uh, you know, they're now aware of, of what the horrors of the war um, are, are like. So those two characters uh, can both be potentially used to bounce off each other in a way. The next two characters are Joey LeBlanc and Enrico Ruccelli. And I suppose, but again, these these work quite well as a pair. So Joey LeBlanc uh, is a friend of Francis um, and they sometimes went to the cinema together. Uh, He would get in trouble. He talks out of turn. Um, Joey is a really important character because he's quite astute. So he picks up on things to do with Larry that Francis doesn't necessarily pick up on, but we as the reader have picked up on. So joey's almost working with us a little bit um and an example of that is better watch out mr Lasalle. francis has got your number so it's starting to work out that there's a little bit of tension between them perhaps um or a little bit of competition joey's a confident boy he's the complete opposite to francis uh he lives in francis's memory so we see him um in uh the almost flashbacks um as a pre-war boy uh he died in the war so we can't see the effect that it had on his character. But what it does show is that Joey, out of all of the friends that Francis has, is the most charismatic, he's the most outgoing, he's got the most going for him. And it shows that war doesn't, um, war isn't necessarily selective in, in who it affects and how it affects them. Uh, if you were to write a film... And have these characters in them then it's likely Joey would be the one that survived because he's that charismatic hero and yet he doesn't, he dies because war doesn't discriminate, war doesn't get to pick um, who who lives and who dies and Joey unfortunately didn't make it so that uh, unrelenting nature of war as well is shown. His comments about the rec centre and Larry create a sense of apprehension and he suggests that Larry might not be what he seems. He, he cottons on to Larry before other people, perhaps. His death at IOMS shows the ind- indiscriminate nature of war. So that idea, again, that um, you, know, you can be as charismatic and talented as, as you like, but war doesn't register that and give you an extra chance or anything like that. Then you've got Enrico Ruccelli. He was a close wartime comrade of Francis. He shows great courage and is used to illustrate some of the horrors of war as well. He suffered severe physical injuries. He lost both his legs and his left arm. Although they're very different personalities, Francis and Enrico are united by their terrible injuries and their suffering. He displays a certainty about his future plans, which Francis doesn't. He's very, very clear about what he wants to do. Francis is ambiguous, and that is... Uh, a a trend with Francis right up until the final pages we don't really know what happens to Francis after the end of the story but we know what happened uh with Enrico he was very very clear um that he did not see his life as as worth living um and he actually describes himself um uh, and his body uh, as not being kind of worth anything Although he doesn't appear in the main action of the novel, his comments, as reported by Francis, are very significant because he's the first to inform the readers that Francis was actually awarded the Silver Star for heroism. Um, Francis is obviously ashamed of this, but it's important that we understand that because that means that even if we were looking at this from a purely factual basis, Francis is a hero. Despite the fact he has severe injuries, he still teases Francis. And although he's outwardly cheerful, his sense of despair adds to that overall atmosphere of the book and demonstrates again the impact of war on these characters. He regards himself not as a person, but as something which should be disposed of. So that idea that he, uh, and that that was his idea that he wanted to end his life and he wanted to be disposed of. Um, a key quote for him, sometimes I think he talked so much to cover up the pain. So again, you know, if the minor characters comes up, I think people get quite scared about the minor characters as an essay question, but there's so much to talk about because of all the themes that they, um, they can link to and represent, uh, and exemplify. The main one really being, uh, the horrors of war. If you look at Arthur Rivia, you could link him in too. Arthur, um, you know, had, uh, has got a lot of emotional issues and um, mental issues as a result of the war and the trauma that he experienced. And he deals with that through keeping company and drinking. Joey LeBlanc paid the ultimate price and that in itself shows the horrors of war. His absence in the later parts um, chronologically of the book show the horrors of war. And Enrico Riccelli, of course, there's the physical side of that. So in terms of Joey and Enrico um, the connection between them is the awful effects of war on ordinary young men. They entered the war out of a sense of duty as most men did back then but it destroyed them. They are victims and their potential is destroyed forever obviously in very different ways. For Francis the dead and the maimed always exist within his mind and by including characters like this that have all been affected in different ways by the war it serves to exemplify how Francis has also been affected. Um, Other characters that you could talk about or mention uh, in the story include Dr. Abrams, uh, Marie, Sister Mathilde, Sister Gertrude, Uncle Louis, uh, Louis Arabelle, Mr. Laurier. Um, Then you've got Loads of the other wartime comrades of, uh, of Francis, uh, Norman, Eddie, Irwin, Jack, Sonny, Blinky, Spooks, Billy, Henry, um, and kind of, uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to mention any of, th- any of them by name, but understanding who they are as a group, like those being wartime uh, comrades of Francis, and um, And uh, then you've got Armand, Joe, George and the Strangler, who are all regulars at the St. Jude Club as well. So there are quite a few characters in such a small text, really. Um, And of course, you've got the three main characters, which are going to be a main focus and are going to be key in whatever uh, essays you write. But actually, understanding some of these minor characters and their function, um, again, is is it's just worth being aware of them really and remember that when we're talking about this story we're talking about Cormier and all of his constructs um, and the characters as constructs as as figments of his imagination that he's put on the page so when we are writing our essay responses we really want to make sure that we're including um, Cormier as the focus and his uh his purpose and his craft um what his intentions are what he wants to exemplify what words he chooses because he speaks through the voice of francis but he is the one that has constructed this story so that's the end of this episode on the minor characters in Heroes. I promise we will get on to themes in the next episode, but I thought it was important to maybe include um, an episode on minor characters uh, because they can come up and they are, despite being minor in terms of the amount they appear in the text, they are really important in terms of um, embodying some of these themes and generally adding some richness to the text as well. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, if there is anything that you want, to go through in more detail if you have any questions or any comments then um you can either tweet using the links in the description or you can leave a voice comment um on the podcast page itself um and if you leave a question then there's a chance that you can then be featured in an episode where we can discuss it and answer it. Um, as always uh none of this information is new or groundbreaking your class teachers have more Uh, information and loads of really good valuable resources for this text. Um, And a lot of the information that I get amongst other sources uh, is from the York Notes revision guide, which I'm sure your class teachers have um, for you to view, or of course they are available to purchase as well. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and hope to see you in the next. So that's it for this episode on Larry LaSalle, uh, the last of the three major characters in the book Heroes by Robert Cormier. Um, if there's anything in particular that you want covered um, in these Litcast episodes, then uh, feel free to tweet or you can uh, leave a voice message response um, on this podcast, um, which you can listen to on a whole variety of platforms now. I think we're on about six platforms now. Um If there's anything, as I said in particular, that you would like us to cover, then just... Um, let us know via Twitter or uh, via those voice messages um, and uh, remember that everything that I'm going through is not groundbreaking it's not new your class teachers have resources that cover this um, in in much more detail um, but uh, one of the key sources that, that I use and a lot of class teachers use is the York notes uh, your class teachers may have a copy that you can have a look at or they are of course available to purchase as well uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode um, and we'll be beginning the theme and covering some of the major themes in Heroes in our next episode. Uh, Thanks very much for listening and we'll hopefully see you in the next one. used in this podcast is by Ixon and you can find him on SoundCloud. The tracks used are Eclipse and Explore.